we're doing something a little bit different. Colleen's product is ready um, to have a little walkthrough um, of it. So this will be the first time I'm seeing it. So we're doing something different. Um, this week's episode is going to be a podcast as normal, but it is also going to be a video so you can see what Colleen's product looks like. Um, so hopefully this is just as enjoyable as um, whether you're listening to the podcast or you're watching the video. We'll put a link to the YouTube video in the show notes. Um, definitely let us know um, what you think of the format and hopefully it's interesting. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is great. I'm super pumped to show you this, Michelle. I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see it. All right. Can you see my screen? Yes. All right. So let's start from what the very beginning, um, kind of what I'm trying to accomplish here. So this window right here that says new listing details, let's say this is your existing user interface. So your user is adding listings for, I don't know, an event or a real estate site or something like that. So what you, a typical kind of quick, easy implementation is just your typical HTML file tag, which is what you have right here. Now I have found this to be like really ugly and I just don't care for it the way it looks. And plus, even if you're importing a file this way, you still are responsible for setting up your cloud storage account as we've talked about ad infinitum, I know. But basically you still have to get all the other backend stuff set up. So what you do is you would go to Heroku, you'd provision my application, and then you'd sign on to my application and I would give you this script. Like, so basically, and I have not finished or like really worked out the documentation yet, but basically I'm going to have a site, like once you've signed up for my application that says, put this script in the head of your file of your website. So then you add this script to your site, save it. I'm running this locally so we could see the changes kind of as they're happening. And now you get something like this. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> now there's a drop file. Now there's Instead a drop of file. the old boxy way of, of having a file. Right. So, and I think one of the things that's really important here is I think Heroku, I could be wrong, but like it's mostly like Node and Rails developers. So there's people that are more focused on the back end. So anything I can do to make the UI less painful for you is what I want to do. So, so I worked for an events company at one time. So we had to deal with tons of images and we implemented a drop zone like this, but we had so many problems um, with users trying to drop files that were too big, files of the incorrect, you know, um, format, things like that. So what this does for you is if I wanted to drop some images. So if I try to drop a file right now, I want to say I have a two meg limit and I'm probably going to change that. I haven't worked out that detail yet. Let's say I have a two meg limit. So if you try to drop a file that's bigger than two megs, you're going to get this X and it's going to tell you the file's too big and then it's going to remove the file from the drop zone so your user can drop a new file. Ah. Okay. So, I mean, even that I have a lot of like thoughts about, like right now you drop it, you, and it's a timeout. Like, I don't know if I should wait and let the user exit out or, you know, how it to is even a little quick. Like, I didn't get to fully read, read all it. Of the text until yeah. the second time you did it. 
Because you knew to look for it the second time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what was going to happen, but I knew yeah. that there was some error. So yeah, I would probably try to upload it twice just to see what that error was. Okay, that's good feedback. And again, um, I can slow it down. I mean, maybe I should slow it down a little bit. I also wonder about accessibility for that. Right. Um, that is an excellent point. I will look into that because that's definitely something I need to address. That's a really good point. So that's kind of what I have now. And those are two good comments um, for a bad file. But what I really have gone back and forth and left and right about is what about a good file? So let's drop a good file in here. And so there's all kinds of things I can do here and I'm probably just overthinking it, but like how opinionated am I going to be? Like that little green check mark, should that stay? Should it go? Should I keep? The reason I kept, I went back and forth on keeping this dashed blue line and the reason I kept it was to show you if you change your mind, you can just drop a new file in there, right? Um, you can. Yeah, and I guess to, to me, a, a dashed line around the image implies that it's in a draft state and that they need to do something else in order for that to be saved. Okay, that is what you think. Okay. Yeah, because I went back and forth on that. Um, like, should I, because what I had originally is I actually removed the drop zone and just put the image on the page. But when I removed the drop zone, I then had to add a button so that they could bring the drop zone back up. So it started to get more complicated. And I noticed that it shows the file size, even when the file size is an acceptable size. Yes. Can you walk me through why that is? I think that's partially like, in, you know, when I started this, I was just trying to kind of keep track. So I would know immediately like, oh, this one is, this one fits. This one doesn't fit. Um, but I, you know, have no strong opinions about whether that's helpful or whether the user even cares, which probably they don't care, right? They just want to know if it's successful or not. Yeah, I, I, I would be curious to, I mean, maybe there are people who get value out of that. Maybe. Uh, I won't discount that. So I was showing this to a friend of mine and he has a few apps on Heroku and he suggested accepting other file types because his point was if you have a really image heavy site, you're probably already using one of the big players in the image site market. But there's a huge problem with like, if you want to email someone a PDF or, you know, you're collecting resumes or all the other kinds of file types that people might want to upload. So that kind of gets interesting because then I was thinking, okay, let's say we want, I have a PDF here from my children's school, welcome newsletter. So if I try to drop a PDF, that works, but I don't even have any kind of preview image. So you think that, I mean, should I just leave it like that? Do you have thoughts on that? Is there some sort of icon you could use for the image or the file type? Like, like a PDF icon? Yeah. That's a good idea. PDF. And maybe like same thing for like a Word document or something like that. I, you could even just have a, an icon that just represents a document in general. That's way easier. See, this is what I'm talking about. I like it. Simplify. Just one icon. <laughs> one icon. People upload something that isn't a document, like an Excel file or... 
Well, I'm not, that's what I got to decide too. And maybe I don't, I'm not in the point now where I really need to, to like specify that. Um, but I I can like, this is really where you listen to your early users, right? So like if you get somebody who starts using it and you know, somebody sends you a support email and says, Hey, I love this, but I really need it to support Excel files. Like, can you do that for me? Thanks. And what I would do when that happens is say, thanks so much for reaching out. Can you tell me more about why you need Excel files and like, how does this fit into your process and like what you're currently trying to use and why it doesn't work and really drill into what their use case is. And it could turn out that somebody with weird file types that you haven't thought about, or I mean, Excel is not a weird file type, but it's not an image, right? Right. Um, that they could have a use case that is actually much more valuable to you as a business owner than something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good sign if you're getting feedback like that. I, I wouldn't necessarily need to say you need to support every single file type under the sun when you launch. Um, yeah. Especially if that first hurdle is getting 10 users. So, like, you know, find people who need images or, you know, if adding – PDFs is uh, some, something that someone has already expressed a need for, then then do that. But okay, yeah, no, that's take that's great things advice. Away yes, add things to the pile before launching. Right, and this is you know I think I even tweeted about it. Like I feel like that is that is part of this journey is trying to just decrease the scope, decrease the scope. Like just get something you can get out there, and then if people use it, see what they have to say about it. Okay, so I want to show you something else I've gone back and forth on a lot. Um, and I actually had this different, and then I changed it. Okay, so let's say you have an image. Great. Um, woman in pink dress. Okay, so was, what is... I was going to ask you what happens if you try to save it without naming it. Um, well, that would depend. I mean, it, so the image is still going to save. So this would be... That would be dependent on the client's... Um, on the client's backend. Like I don't have anything to do with that. All I'm doing, what I'm really doing is I'm just replacing your file input with this drop zone and your image, if it uploads, like it gets, it gets saved. So even if it's, um, there's like a failure on the client side, the image will still exist. So they can still save the image even if they don't have a name for it. Like I don't oh, have gotcha. any, I don't have any requirements that you have a name for it. Cause I'm keeping track of the name for it. Like my name. Right, for you're it. just using their file name. Yeah. Okay. So okay. this is something I wanted to show you. Let's say that you go in, you have this in your form, your user drops an image. It's good. And they create. Okay. It's a little slow cause I'm running it locally. Okay. So let's say okay, this is, so this would all happen this is pretend this, this site we're looking at is the user's website, right? So they can choose whether to show the image here or not. Um, now, if you go into edit it, look what happens. So I went back and forth on whether to send the image in here. And the reason I decided not to is because if the user wants to show the image, they can just add an image tag here with the image. Like I'm, I say user, I, I need to, I'm going to use the term client to refer to the person putting this in their website. So let me show you this so I can like make this more. So this is like 
all you had before. Now, if you want it, you can add the image tag if you want, but that's something they would have to do in their HTML. That is not something I am doing for them. The reason I didn't is because um, I thought I didn't want to be that opinionated about what the image should look like. So let's say you want to show the user the image before they change it. But what if you want it bigger? What if you want a huge image right here? Or what if you want it smaller? So you have to add your own image tag. And what if it's a PDF document you don't want to show anything because you don't have a preview for that? So this is all I'm providing right now. So are you providing this edit functionality or is this just a functionality of the demo nope. site you have created? This is just, let me show you something. So um, let's just like, I just want to kind of show you what I'm talking about. So let's say you upload an image. All right. Um, so what's happening is your image is getting put, droop, you know, put behind a CDN and I just give you a URL. So you, and by you, I mean, you're my client. You are responsible for saving that URL on your listing associated with this listing ID. So I am not providing like any of the edit functionality. Literally all I do is I find your file field input and I replace it with a drop zone. And then I take the URL and I put it in the value. So you can save it in your form like usual, but I'm not providing like extra. Like, so if you came in here, like I said, so this is the thing. Okay, I'm looking at my listing. I hit edit. Before this was a file field. Um, and so I'm just replacing that file field with my widget and I'm just accepting whatever you drop. And so there is no, but no, I guess there, there would be like, they can show the image, right? Like the client can decide to show the image to the user and have that functionality instead be replace. Right. So the user, the user can choose to show the image, but they would have to put it because it's not button activated. They would have to like, it's, it's kind of, not great because they would have to like put the image here and drop a new image here. I have no way right now of showing the image in the existing drop zone. I guess I wouldn't expect to see an image in a drop zone because a drop zone is an empty vessel. And as long as, you know, the client, I guess that's the person who, who is using your service. Um, as long as they have the ability to show the file themselves. Which, yes, which they do. You know, it's storing the file, right? Like they, yeah. You know, they can uh, recall the file. Like they yeah. can design whatever UI they want. But like, like thinking about drop zones we have on Geocodio, like none of them have any content in them. Like they're designed to just be some somewhere that you drop, drop a file. Things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I've been going back and forth on is how opinionated should I be? And, um, I kind of came to that same conclusion. Plus, like I said, that gives them more control over the size of everything and the aspect ratio and whatever else they want, whatever else they care about. Uh, but yeah, so they would show the image like right here, or they could show it wherever they wanted. And then you could just have up update image. Um, it's not button activated because I didn't want it to be button activated. But it's another thing that I was like, should I add that functionality so you can open it with a button or should I just show it? 
What do you mean by open it with a button? So instead of having a drop zone here, I think in my first time, I, I just had a button that said upload file and that then populated the drop zone here. Oh, so it opened up the the person's file listing on their computer and then they have to search for it rather than dragging something in. Well, no, it, it like there was a button here and you clicked it and then it put this here instead of just oh. starting with it here. Like, cause right now it loads, the drop zone is already there when it loads instead of, um, most of the widgets do a thing where like you have to click a button, but I don't like, my users don't like buttons. I don't know why you would put another step in between, but I guess I do wonder about people who aren't familiar with drop zones. But you can still click here. Like, I just shortened the language. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to drop it. It should, as I say that. Yeah. You should just be able to click it, and it'll open your local file system. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. So that's kind of um, where I am with all of that. Um, I mean, you know, so much of it is opinionated. Like, what does it look like? Do you, what if you don't like the color? I go back and forth so many times between allowing them, because they could theoretically specify all of that, but I'm trying not to get ahead of myself and give them, right now they have zero configuration options just because that makes their integration super easy, right? And I think I called it, I'm calling it simple file upload. So let's not give you a hundred options. I think at this point, allowing them to change colors is not an essential feature like the ability to change the colors on the widget may be important to some clients or you know really to the clients clients who um as i mean people who have both dealt with clients we know that clients can be very opinionated about colors right. um, and especially the matching branding and everything else right um but is that a feature that will prevent you from launching to 10 users no. and determine whether people find the functionality of the service and ultimately the time savings and frustration savings of the service valuable. Does the ability to customize color impact that? I don't think so. When So I was trying to think back to like, what are the most frustrating things for me with this process that I'm taking away from you? Um, Drop zone callbacks, like errors, checking for all those errors. Um, that's kind of always been a pain. And getting the U getting a UI that you like with, with error checking. And then, again, like this in this way, you don't have to set up the cloud storage. You don't have to set up the CDN. Like that's all already provided for you out of the box. Can your customers specify what the maximum file size is? Like maybe I can let they have a reason. I mean, I can let them. I thought about that. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that now because I want to keep it small because, you know, I'm I apparently going to be... I love hearing you say that. <laughs> That's <just> music. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they could theoretically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just stuck in all these, like, loops of, like, should I do this? Should I do this? And, like, I kind of just... I kind of want you to tell me it's fine just the way it is. What do you it's think? It's fine just the way it is. No, um, no. So like, let's go through those things okay. now, right? That like yeah. you said, you've been going back and forth on the um, the ability to replace the images. But it sounds it sounds like you have a you know a, a, a strong reason why the, the image should not populate in in the drop zone. You talked about the error messages 
um, and, and kind of going back and forth on, on that. And maybe there's a little bit needs to be done there. And, um, and I would probably say the accessibility, just they, at least looking into that should be, should, should be checked before you launch. Okay. Um, what else is an outstanding going back and forth on it item at this point? Do I need to allow them to have more than one on a page? I think that's something you could ask them. Well, I don't have any thems yet because no one's using it right, but me. Those... <laughs> My theoretical <laughs> thems. <laughs> I mean, I could just... The problem is now... What would happen now? Why I... couldn't they? They can. I just have... It's actually not a huge deal for me to do it. Um, I just have not implemented that yet. I mean, that's not <laughs> even a ton of work. And I guess I'm wondering, like, why... Like, what is a scenario where they would have multiple on one page? Oh, so I have a client that does that um, and they do it because they allow, uh, they allow their users to upload multiple images, but they have it set up so they can like upload a, an image here and give it a, a caption and then an image here. They have like five of these things next to each other. Whether that's a good UI or not is a different question, but um, so they, <laughs> they have it like you upload one and then there's like a box here. And so you write you know, your caption, then you upload another one and you write your caption, then you upload another one and you write your caption. So one of the fundamental jobs of this service from a sort of job speed on perspective is to reduce your frustration when dealing with your clients and you saying, oh, one of my clients has an experience where people need to be able to upload multiple ones on the same page and it doesn't totally make sense, but they want that and it's how it's set up that to me says that's something you should add because that goes for for your core reason for creating the service yeah that's an excellent point yeah i'm excited to actually get to use it myself (laughs) it's gonna be so great and that'll give you so much motivation to like keep going yeah yeah, um, I think so. I absolutely think so. Because I'll continue to refine it, as I said. Like, even if I'm the only one using it, like, it makes me happy. Um, and, you know, since I'm using it, I can c- continue to refine it as as I go forward and kind of figure out what, what I need to do and what I want to do. So what else is kind of outstanding you're trying to think about or stands in the way of you launching at this point? Um, let's see. I mean... Nothing really. I got my AWS budget set up. So AWS isn't going to screw me over. And, nice. um, <laughs> and, and, um, how much yeah. did you budget? Uh, well, I applied for one of their, are you starting a new business grants? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I get it, it should be like a thousand dollars towards AWS services. So that would be helpful. I don't know. I guess I should be more worried about it, but it's like a, what is that thing? It's like a Lamborghini problem. And like, I don't have any Lamborghinis, right? My problems are small. I have like Toyota Camry <laughs> problems. Like I just want someone to use it. <laughs> They're like, oh, when you get a hundred thousand, you know, when you get thousands of cl- customers and, uh, and I'm like, that's great. Like, I just don't know if that's anywhere in my future. So I'm not worried about it yet. 
As someone said to me once, worry about success when it happens. Right. That's how I feel. Like I, I put enough, thanks to, to every, you know, to some kind people and some AWS research, I put enough stop gaps in place that if something goes rogue, like I can handle it. Um, and I did a couple things up front that enable me, like I'm using a custom domain so I can switch off of AWS if I have to down the road. But like, I, you know. I'm just, I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about this first step. And this first step is 10 people pretending to use it, you know? So towards that first step, I noticed that the partner portal in Heroku is open in your tabs. Show is. Is there a reason why that's there? I mean, it's there. Look, no, add-ons. Bam. It's there, man. Like I could theoretically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I could theoretically like get my 10 people today. Um, I mean, I could get my 10 people today. <laughs> I mean, it's there. It works. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's already there. I've already done the integration. As I told you last week, I was going to, my goal was to get that integration done. So I got the integration done, but yeah, like I've done the, in- what is stopping me really? Like I need to look into accessibility. You're hundred percent correct, but no, I can, um, I don't want to get my 10 people until it works. Cause I get maybe five seconds of their attention. So if they try to install it and something goes wrong, then I lose their attention. To what we were talking about last week, I think it's worth remembering that in a professional context where if there's somebody who has similar frustrations as you, they might be willing to send you a support email and say, hey, I was really excited about this. I really wanted to use it, but I noticed that I went to install it and X happened or I tried to use it in this case and it didn't work. Like they will have motivation to use it um, in a way that if you're doing a consumer app, that's uh, just often not present. Yeah. Right. I see what you're saying. Um, Yes. And, and so I think that's like, we still have bugs that we're squashing, like no software. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i get Uh, you i understand your point like this is (laughs) the 4 30 a.m phone calls we get from bucks thankfully that's not too often (laughs) oh my goodness um no right like nothing is perfect like that's how it is but if you have built something that somebody needs or they can see is going to reduce some frustration or friction for them and it turns out that there's, you know, something is is wrong with it and you need a week to fix it and you come back to them in a week. Like their process that annoys them still exists. Right. And you're not just making, you know, something for consumers that, that is entertainment where, I mean, we, we've both been That's there. That's a good where point. You, yeah. you have them for five seconds and then if you don't hook them right away, they're gone. They're gone. Like, that yeah. is not the, the scenario. And that's something I love about being in B2B is that you are like creating things that are just making existing processes better or cheaper or, or faster or, or less annoying. And, and so that process exists regardless of whether um, your product exists or not, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, in, you know, in consumer, the need to be entertained or, or whatnot, like those things always exist, but they can right. be fulfilled in so many different ways. But right. if somebody is creating a product 
for a client and they need these image uploads and, and they have similar frustrations as you, then then I, I think they would be more willing to give you some time to fix it um, that, than you might be able to imagine. Okay. I am, I am open to that. I like it. Um, so I really think that like, then there's no reason I can't start getting people like Monday. So I like doing weekly goals. I like doing weekly goals with you. Let's say by next Thursday, when we have our next podcast, um, I will try to have gotten those 10 people or I'll at least be looking for them. You will be live in the live Peruvian store. Ah, that's so exciting. Um, yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. All right. So that's my goal for this week. That's awesome. Stuff will go wrong, but stuff will go right. Yeah. And the most important thing is reducing your frustration with this problem. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That was the whole, this was the whole reason I started this. Even if you're the only user. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Michelle. I really enjoyed going through this with you and I really appreciate your feedback. I, I love doing this. Like I, I love workshopping with people and, you know, I always find that when I'm creating something, I don't ever really fully appreciate it or understand it or see all the issues with it <laughs> until yeah. somebody else is looking at it and, and, you know, having a friend that you can do a teardown and, and demo and everything with is, um, yeah, it is just always so helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So listeners, we, we hope that you have enjoyed this little walkthrough of, um, Colleen's simple file upload service soon to be available on Heroku. Um, <laughs> and, and we hope you enjoy the, uh, video podcast component of it as well. Definitely um, let us know what you think. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Bright Bits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, 
Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from Recruit Kit.